Welcome to Simply Christ. My name is Mark Shepard. This is where we make Jesus our master. We learn the this spiritual life, learn to explore and live in it. That's what this is all about. We want to welcome you. If you, this is your first time on our podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate if you do so. We have new subscribers. We want to thank you for being here as well. Share this with your friends. Check out our website, simplychrist.org, and our YouTube channel. We discuss a lot of the same things, just in a different way. I want to start off just a couple of things, a couple of announcements before we get into our topic today. I will be traveling uh, starting April 1st. I will be returning April 30th. I'm going overseas. However, I'm going to continue doing my podcast from an overseas location and as well as my videos. So I'll be doing that. There's some exciting news in all of this. In the month of April, I'll be going for a week into a place in southeast France in a really unique uh, old church, old abbey, an old monastery. I'm going to be there for several days and just using a little bit of time to finish up some writing I'm doing, uh, spending some time in quietness with God and just talking to some people there. And just, uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to fill you in as we go. So just expect some of these podcasts to be coming from that area. And we'll see what else we can do with that. But I'm very excited about it. Uh, there's a lot that's going to be involved. Let's go ahead and get into our lesson today. Before we do that, let's pray. God, we thank you for everything you bless us with. You've blessed us with so many things, and yet we take them for granted. Most important, God, is the peace that you give us and you promise us. And I pray, God, that these words bring peace. They bring understanding. May my words only be words in which you want me to reveal. And God, may the words that I speak give people peace and hope and comfort. We always pray these things, of course, in your name, Jesus. Amen. We are going to be in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 again, 24 and 25. We have looked at this in the past about discipleship. We cannot break these subjects into just a couple of podcasts. We have to discuss them over a long period of time. This is all under the realm of discipleship. I heard somebody the other day discussing about how discipleship is important, but it's it's only a really kind of a part of what it is about Christianity, but I disagree. I think discipleship is all about Christianity. It's about being disciplined. It's about being made like Jesus. That's the whole point. Now, there's different elements within the discipleship. There's other gifts, but they're all fall under the realm of discipleship. So when I talk about discipleship, I want you to understand that I believe discipleship, being disciplined and made into the image of Jesus, is what this is all about. And if anything takes away from us being made into the image of Jesus, then what's the point? This is what we want to do. We want to be like our master. We want to follow him. We want to emulate him. We want to be in his footsteps, his ways, his way of living. Remember, the first disciples called this what we call Christianity. We call, they called it the way. It was the way. What? The way of the masters, the way of living, the way of life, the way to eternal life, to eternal peace, eternal joy. That is what is being brought to us. That is what it is, and that's what we want. But we have to be disciplined in order to live in that life. It's all about making us into the image of Jesus. And that's what Jesus says here in Luke, is that if we want to be his followers, we we have to follow his way. So let's look in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, 24, and 25. I will be following in the Aramaic scriptures. You can 
click on the link that I provided in the description if you want to follow along. And he was saying before everyone, he who desires to follow me must deny himself and take up his cross every day and follow me. For whoever that desires to preserve his soul will lose it. Yet, whoever that might lose his soul for my sake, this one preserves it. For what does it benefit a son of man who might gain the whole world, yet he should destroy or harm his soul? Jesus says so many things that we could just spend an eternity talking and discussing and how it impacts us. These are just, they're just little words that come out and float to the surface on here. For instance, denying self, uh, picking up a cross, preserving a soul, uh, losing their soul, um, benefiting if you gain the whole world, destroying, harming his soul. One of the things we have to look at first is in verse 23 when it says about a cross. We understand the concept of a cross, don't we? On this side of the cross, we do anyways, and that is because we've understood that the cross meant not just the physical death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus, but it is about the spiritual resurrection of us and what took place in the heavenly realms and on, on those days when Jesus rose from the dead in his message to us. But we have to take it before the cross if we really want to understand these things. The people of Jesus' day did not understand the concept of a cross as what we do today. Now, they did after the cross. I mean, Peter, James, John, they had more of an understanding, more of what we do today, of course. But before that, they didn't understand it. Look at it from their point of view. The cross was an execution device, and it was an execution device of the Romans. It was not an execution device of the Jews. It was how the Romans executed people. The cross was a terrible way of being executed. Lots of pain and agony, lots of things that took place there. So Jesus tells these people, he tells his disciples, if you want to be my follower, you must deny yourself and you have to take up your cross. You have to you have to pick it up. You have to to move on with it. And how do you expect to win a lot of disciples saying that, right? I mean, can you see Jesus's disciples at the time, especially when there were so many disciples of other rabbis in Jesus's time who were teaching other truths? And how many of them were telling their disciples, hey, if you want to follow me, you have to give up yourself and you have to pick up a cross. You, In their mind, they're not saying, well, they're not spiritualizing it. They're not saying, well, picking up a cross means this. What they mean is, I have to pick up my cross. This is how the Romans executed people. I'm talking, of course, from a first century Jew. I know what a cross looks like, right? I've seen them executing them outside Jerusalem. Why would I want to be your disciple? I'm going to have to do that. That's Jesus showing the seriousness of what this means. It doesn't mean that you have to pick up a physical cross, but that's what we're going to be looking at is what is that cross? What does it mean to pick up a cross? And what does it mean to deny ourself? What does it mean to lose our soul? Well, there are so many things that are being said here. What is the soul? Well, the soul is our being. Remember, when Jesus is saying that we have to pick up our cross and if we want to preserve our soul, we have to lose it. If we want to gain the whole, if we gain the whole world, but yet we're destroyed or harm our soul, what benefit is it? is it to us? Jesus isn't talking about just the hereafter. He's talking about today. And that is one of the most fundamental things I want to leave you with, or at least I want you to have in your head today, and to understand that the Christian lifestyle, this way, being a member of the way, 
is not about the great and glorious beyond after we die. Now, sure, of course, that's part of it. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But being a follower, being a member, being a follower of the way, being a disciple of Jesus is about having your soul rejuvenated today. So many people live with this concept, this, this Igor mentality, or not Igor, e- Eeyore mentality. If you know Winnie the Pooh, there was always Eeyore, the donkey was, oh, woe is me. Oh, it's terrible. So many Christians live like that. And yes, they live in a, in, some are living in dire situations, but there's many people who are living in extreme dire situations, persecutions, but yet they have more joy than many of us who live in a very modern society with all the benefits of transportation and computers and houses and whatever. So it's not about the circumstance that you find yourself in. It is about the way that you handle your circumstances, the things that are due. So what Jesus is saying here is if you want to be a disciple, you have to deny ourselves, pick up your cross, And then when you do that, if you lose your soul for my sake, you're going to find it. You're preserving your soul. You lose that self. How do we lose that self? Let's talk about that for just a second. In just just a minute, we'll, we'll get to that. But one thing we have to remember about all this, what Jesus is saying here, when he is describing about destroying and and giving up our soul, the whole point of all this, what Jesus is saying, is about perfection and completion. It's about being, being made perfect. It's about being made complete. What Jesus wants us to do is about having peace and joy in this life. So when we pass on, we're getting our reward, and what we're doing is not getting our reward because we were a good boy or a good girl. No, we're getting our reward because our reward of surrendering our soul to him is that now we pass on from this earthly realm into the fullness of the spiritual world to where now we're all in a new spiritual being, a new new body, new new surrounding, new environment and we're reaping the benefits now of that perfection we we've, we've been in the process. Does that mean we're made we're, that we're absolutely 100% perfect, no problems and no flaws? No. Remember, perfection means completeness. So, Jesus is trying to get us to understand that yet what he wants us to do is to make sure we go after perfection and completeness. Verse 25 for what does it benefit a son of man who might gain the whole world yet he should destroy or harm his soul. How many times have you seen somebody who has traded in their soul for the world's riches? They have given up everything. They have chased the world's riches or chased fame. They've chased popularity. They've chased money. They've chased power, prestige, honor. Have you noticed all those words I've said are contrary to the way Jesus was? Power, fame, Prestige, money, popularity, power in the sense of selfish power. Those go against that. But yet, those are the things in which we chase here in this world. I can't tell you how many YouTube channels, how many people I say or hear always say, make bank, make bank. And what they're saying is make the money. Your purpose in life is to make money, make bank, and any, anything else you can, you can go after. That is what people go after in this world. 
What Jesus is wanting us to do is go after the spiritual things of this world. It's difficult, especially in a world today in which we are constantly being bombarded by images of the self. We're told we have to have this look. We have to have this this way of carrying ourselves. We have to have this level of prestige. And everybody's chasing after this. They're going after this. They're going after that. They're chasing after nothing. Nothing. What Jesus wants us to do is to give up ourself and pick up that cross and follow him. So let's talk about it. What does it mean to pick up a cross? It basically means to surrender. Ooh, surrender. That's a, that's a big word, isn't it? When we really think about it. And when I mean by surrender, I mean absolute surrender. Absolute, complete surrender. That is a very difficult concept. After World War II, right when World War II ended, when Japan and Germany had been defeated, they had to sign articles of surrender. And those articles of surrender were unconditional surrender terms. They were articles of complete surrender. There were no conditions, no conditions whatsoever. That means that the victor was the one that got everything. It wasn't, okay, we will surrender, but we get to keep this. No, it wasn't like that at all. Germany lost everything. Japan lost everything. And they were at the mercy of their captors. Some wanted to, well, let's talk to the armies that are going to beat us and see what we can do. Maybe we can get something out of this and keep something. And the allies were, no, it's all absolute. That is what Jesus is wanting to do in terms of us absolutely surrendering to him. He wants absolute surrender. Surrendering is not about losing one's identity. It's not the loss of your individuality. It's the losing of one's self. It is about that that pride, that ego. It's our desires. It's those things. It's about losing the very selfish things that we have. Again, it's not about losing your identity, your individuality. In fact, it's the revelation of the true self, the the one that's been defined and made in the image of God. Remember, when God made Adam and Eve, he made them in his own image. Now, they had desires. They weren't robots. They had desires. They had free will. They had a sense of desires that they wanted to go after. They had a sense of purpose. But it wasn't a selfish desire at the expense of their relationship with God. That was until they did the things that God did not want them to do. Then they gave in. Why? Because their selfish nature took over. And that is the sense that I think we need to always remember in this, is that God made them in his own image. They had their own individuality. But... They let their selfish, their selfish nature, their selfish desires, their evil desires, as James talks about. We're going to be doing a talk about evil desires and how desires work and how sin gets in our life and destroys us. But for just today, understand that we have this evil desire, and that's what took place. Again, it's not losing your individuality, but it's revealing who God really has created you to be. We have this veneer on us. We have this this shellac, if you want to call it. We have, we have like a, a million coats of paint on us that's covering us. 
Surrendering is about chipping away that paint and getting to the true self of who we are. It's about removing that. You know, it's like the person who is wearing a thousand layers of clothes. What God wants us to do is remove those layers to where to the real self, the true self of who we are. But that is a fight against our pride. It's it's our ego, our desires, our very self get in the way of those things. Our ego gets in there and, and it and it hurts us and it bothers us. How many times do we feel our ego being ruffled, our pride? Our pride gets hurt. Someone says something about us or someone doesn't take us seriously. We get upset about it. We say, how dare they do that to us? I know I've said that many times. I've even said that recently in some situations I was going through at work. And I have to remember, well, wait a minute. Have I really surrendered everything to God? Apparently I haven't. It's a process. So understand surrendering is that process. It's the process of saying, yes, I'll absolutely surrender. We're, we're going to want to fight back. Just, just like in the days of after the Second World War, and I'm going to go back to, I don't mean to keep going back to this, but there were groups that, yes, we, we surrendered, but when they found out what the terms were, they were you know up in arms about it to say, wait a minute, we don't want to give that. We didn't know that's what it meant, but they gave in. They really didn't have much of a choice. God does, does give us the choice. But the true disciple of Jesus will say, no, I make the choice not to. I make the choice to surrender. It's about losing oneself. It's about that pride, our ego, all those things that we're after, all those selfish desires. Jesus is saying, you have to lose that. You have to give that up. We have to give that. That is difficult because everything we do, we're always looking out for our best interests at the expense of other people's interests, are we not? Most of us are. We, we do not like the idea of giving up a cross or picking up a cross. We do not like the idea of surrendering ourselves, do we? When Jesus says in verse 23, we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying we have to give up our pride, our ego, our selfish desires, even desires that we think that are, are good desires. For instance, you know, well, I want to be a minister, let's say. I, I, have, I know this man who says that he wants to be a minister. The only problem is, is he's far, far from being ready to be a minister because he hasn't let go of any of his ego or of his self. And I'm not condemning the man in any way, shape, or form, but he just doesn't understand that in order to be a true minister of God. And he doesn't understand why God does not allow him to have this. It's because he hasn't given up himself, his, his very self. Now, we would say, well, that's a great noble thing to do. Why wouldn't God do that? Well, because God is more interested in the shaping of us than he is of giving our own desires to us. God wants us to be made in his image. He wants us to to be perfected in his image. Let me put it to that to you that way. But in order to do that, we have to let go of our ego. Even the good things, we have to give those up. See, that's one of the conditions we go into God. We go in with these conditions that God I am willing to follow you. I want you to please. I, I will do whatever you want me to do. Uh, I want to be a minister, so I will follow you. Please make me be a minister or whatever. I want to be a doctor or an attorney or whatever. Those are good things. I want to do those. And we think God will say, okay, 
I will give you your heart's desire. And I, again, there, there's passages of Scripture where it says, you know, follow God and he will give our heart's desire. But the question is, where is our heart at? Where is our desire? Is our heart in full surrender or partial surrender? The fully surrendered person to God will automatically get the desires of their heart because their heart belongs to God. Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. They will understand God. They will see those things. Jobs mean nothing. Positions mean nothing. Jesus is saying, give up that self. Give up all our desires, even the desires that we think are good. We give them to God, but God will give back the things he wants to give to us. The fear that we have is we think that if we give back to God, God is not going to give anything back to us. We have this fear that I will give everything to God, but I want to keep this because if I keep this desire to be a preacher, minister, or whatever the case is, God will reward that. But God is saying, no, I want you to give up everything, not just a little bit. I want you to give it all, and then I will give it back to you. I will give you back the things that you desire but you're going to want to desire the things that I desire. So that will automatically become one that whatever you get, you will have joy. Why? Because when our joy is based upon the things that God desires, if we're getting the thing that God desires, it's going to come naturally that we're going to want those, right? Surrendering is the most difficult idea and concept that Christians have because we do not like giving it up. We think it's about a loss of our individuality, our identity. God is not in the habit of making robots. This is not how God is. God is not saying, I want you to become a slave to me and be my servant, which means you go do everything I tell you to do, and you better do it, or you're going to be in trouble. No, that's not how God works. God says, give everything to me. Let me be the one that divvies back the things to you that I want you to do. And if you surrender your desires to me, you're going to live this life of peace. And it's going to be a life of just, it's going to be a wonderful life that you're going to have. And you're going to have one in which you have a soul that's intact. So when we deny ourselves and we pick up our cross, our cross our denying ourselves is denying our pride, our ego of those things. That's a cross in itself. And that means that we are going to pick things up and have to deal with things in our life that are difficult and give up things that are going to force us to look at life a little bit different. And, and that's hard to do, but we have to surrender. Surrendering is where it's at. There are some aspects that when we surrender our life, we're going to discover. And we are going to be talking about that in the next podcast. We're going to be looking that when you surrender, here is what you get. You are not going to want to miss that podcast. I don't want you to miss any of them, of course. But the next podcast, we talked about surrendering here. I want you to leave you with this note that when you surrender, you are going to be getting, we are going to be getting something that is so grand, so wonderful. And I'm not talking about when we die in the here, yonder, by and by. I'm talking about now. This is what you get. When you hear these things, 
you are not going to want to wait a minute to surrender. If you really are searching for the spiritual life, you are, we are going to receive so much from God and it is going to be an adventure like you have never experienced before in your life. Christianity, what we call Christianity, the way is an adventure. It's a mystery. It's, it's delving into the depths of the mystery of God. There's so much mysteriousness in this. And I'm not talking about mystery where only certain people get this knowledge. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it's open to you. It's open to everyone who surrenders their life fully. Let's talk about that in the next podcast. Again, I'm traveling, but if I'm a day late or so, just please bear with me, but we're going to have one at least once a week. We will talk with you on the next podcast, and God bless you. And don't forget, surrender your life. Let's pick up our cross, and let's expect some great things to happen. Thank you.